The Wexford Hurling Podcast is brought to you by the Enniscorthy Credit Union, where you can join and apply for a loan on the same day. With great interest rates and special rates for car loans, green car loans and education loans. Check out their website at enniscorthycu.ie. The Enniscorthy Credit Union. Local, loyal and lending. Loans are subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. If you do not meet the repayments on your loan, your account will go into arrears. This may affect your credit rating, which may limit your ability to access credit in the future. Enniscorthy Credit Union Limited is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Catch, touch and bang. Dara's a fantastic coach and um, some really, really exciting uh, young players coming through. Um, so there's an awful lot to be uh, excited about next week. Really I listen to Dancing at the Crossroads there about three or four times a week in the car on the way down. Just to get me <laughs> <laughs> Tony's like the party, uh, as we well know. Then we had Billy Byrne, who was going to come in to be the game show. And we had to put a high ball in from the middle of the field. And Billy Byrne's job was to catch, touch and bang. Catch, touch and bang. Oh, there's no rules. This guy just grabbed the ball, threw it up in the air and then hit it. Most importantly, I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us through thick and thin. Hello, Wexford! Hello and welcome to the Wexford Hurling Podcast. I'm Gary Dorn and joined, as always, by Ben Burney. How are things, Ben? They're okay. Okay, tough weekend for us both, eh? Yeah, quite disappointing. Quite disappointing. Apart from foreigns going out, uh, are we seeing good quality in the games? Uh, some, at times, there's quality. You know, at times, I thought that shells and the ends, at times, was serious quality. Nothing outstanding, I don't think, but good quality. Certainly very high score in the shells and the ends game. Yeah, the club on, some of their scores were very high quality in the intermediate now, the weekend. Uh, no, the Clavon game wasn't that high scoring actually. It was some quality scores though. Some quality scores, yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I witnessed a few of them close hand, yeah. Connell Flood got a few nice ones there out of his six from both sidelines. Very impressive. Anyone yeah. else catch your eye? Yeah, I suppose Ross Banville. It's not often you score 15 points and end up on the losing side, but that's what he did on Sunday evening. But a very yeah. old, he he kept him in it really, yeah. Very very accurate, especially and and very accurate free taker. And there's, there's actually there's a lot of quality free takers that we've seen throughout the championship. I've thought. And James Casey was superb on the freeze as well on Sunday. Uh, well, the senior semi final pairings are set with Saint Martin's versus Nevena and Saint Anne's versus Oilgate this weekend. We're delighted to be joined by two men who've been heavily involved in the senior championship this year with former Wexford and current St. Harrier stalwart Richie Kyo and current Wexford Camogie and Owlert Senior Hurling Manager Colin Sunderland. Hi right, Colin, you're uh, Wexford Camogie Manager, Owlert Tabalik, Senior Hurling Manager. Both are finished. What, what are you doing with your evenings now? Very, very little now. Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, it's probably hard to go from five, six nights a week to nothing because literally that's what you're doing. I think it's the first time I'm actually Two and a half years I've been doing, and I mean two and a half years doing nothing because with the, uh, I think it was 20, April 21, I think we came back with Owlers at that time with Camogie and they went through Christmases and stuff like that. So it's been a long time doing nothing. Um, it was a week or two with Grand, but uh, you'd, you'd like to be, have something to look forward to getting back into, but unfortunately we're not now for, for a good two months. There's a few lads on to be to go play a bit of football, but I don't think that's going to be happening. <laughs> you were also a bit footballer though. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's a long time ago now. 
<laughs> Will you be? That's where it's gone. That's where it's gone to Nowler now. Actually, we, we have two football teams in Nowler now this year. I think they're looking in. So at this point, if I couldn't make one, but I don't think I go down that road. <laughs> Will you be going for those two jobs again next year, or what's the story there? Uh, not too sure yet, uh, Ben. Not too sure. Look at them. They're always going to be two tough jobs this year. They're going to be two fairly challenging. Uh, Rick Mogi's been low enough and outlooking up from intermediates and among the lads who are missing this year, it's going to be tough as well. So, um, look what I'd say. I haven't got to the stage, I haven't chat with players, rang it up with the book. I haven't had too many reports on everyone left their different opinions. You're not going to keep 30 players in each, each panel happy, but uh, I think most were happy enough with the boats ups as the year went on. So, we'll have to review over the next couple of weeks and see you then. In the senior, Richie, we got four quarterfinals, four wins from your group. Did you did you see that coming, Richie? I I didn't know. I I I I thought Ferns would win. To be honest with you, um, but then you know, looking back on it, they're they were all worthy winners. Those those four, in fairness, um, I I I I thought it was the tougher the tougher side of the, the group as well. I thought that was our group was the tougher group. Um, but yeah, all four of them going through. I'm sure. We're the ones sitting at home now, fairly sick, on five points and still not qualifying. Yeah, that yeah was... you, would, you would think that you, five points would get you through, like. Yeah, you would, yeah. Yeah, sure, look, at it. we left it too late again, like, you know, same last year, sure, like, we had the beat, I think we had the beat, uh, club on by eight points or something like that, and we need another result to go away on the last game as well, like, to, to qualify now we were lucky <clears throat> last year, but it just wasn't enough this year, you know. So the Barrington game at the start was, was, uh, was um, probably the one that did us, you know. Yeah, and you, you're looking at the two te- two of the teams that you bet now in the semi-finals can't be easy either. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to look at, look, you know, but sure, look, we've only got ourselves to blame. We've only got ourselves to blame. And Colin, what about, what about yourself? Did, did you think the other group was harder? Were you thought you were uh, all I'd say really we hard? All, I'd say we all, when they come out at the start of the year, we probably all analysing and all that. I'd say they were both balanced enough and definitely, you know, Richie's, Richie's and the hires group was tough, but I suppose when we looked at our group, we had the last three county champions in our group, you know, Ferns, Shells and the Harriers, they were all in our group. So when you looked at it from that side as well, there was a, it was tough enough as well, you know, but it was probably, Bit like uh, Richie the first day, probably maybe Cahus. I'm not saying that, but um, you know, probably looked a good point in some ways because Balmoran had done done fairly well. But I think we were five points up again against them with five or six minutes to go, and we let it slip and got a draw. If you had to maybe hung out that day, you could be sitting on four points, and it might put you through. You know. Yeah, I suppose it's a testament to how competitive the championship is, and just the, the nature of it that nearly anyone can beat anyone. Like we've seen it the last couple of years, where. There was there's a graphic going around on social media of like this team bet this team that bet this team and it, it looped around and nearly involved every team that was in the championship. The one thing I look at really, and it's I don't know whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, is if you look at the county champions the last four or five years, there's none of them actually getting back to to a county final even through two in a row. They're not even getting back to a county final to get that opportunity. They're all going by quarterfinal. You know, Ferns got this year quarterfinal. The drops went last year at semi-final, so. You know, there's always, I think, when one team Orleans won, they get back and win another one, but it's just very open. Like, and we were lucky, I won't say we were lucky, but we got three points and finished fifth. But I think at all, sure, you could have been in a quarter final or semi final, or you could have just finished bottom as well. Like, the pressure we would have felt going to that last game again, I think it was huge. Like, so I think anyone could be anyone any given day, and it's just the way it is. Yeah. And in, in that, like, Richie, for yourself and for the for the Harriers, you, you haven't 
you haven't got to a, a final and you, you're gone out of the group this year, but like judging by that, I, I assume every year, like the goal is to get to a final and, and to win it. Like you, you see yourselves as being capable to win it every year. Yeah. Well, like, like it's ultra competitive down here. There's, 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 there's only a poke of a ball between, between all the teams on their day, you know, like, like the, the goal at start here is like everybody else get to a quarter final. It doesn't matter how you get there, just get there because it, it, it all opens up from there, you know, um, like, we obviously fancy our chances, you know, we, we fancy our chances to win a county title. We do, like, there's there's no point in saying any different. Uh, like most of the teams in Wexford, because it's so open. Um, but, you know, it's just, just the nature of it, you know, back to back, week for week, you know, it is hard, you know, it is hard. And I suppose the first couple of rounds are so important to give yourself that chance to get into the, to the quarterfinal. So important. And if you can do that, you know, you have a real good chance of having a crack at the championship. But, you know, if you're leaving it till the last week and looking for results going different ways and, you know, having to win games in the last week to maybe qualify or stay out of relegation, you know, it, it's tough. So, look, at everybody, I'd say, I'm extra fancies their chances of doing really, really well and having a good cut at the championship. But and it's very, very hard to get to a quarterfinal. Very, very hard. So competitive. It's kind of all about it is, you know, is it like you shouldn't actually care where you finish? Like I'm thinking Farns five from five and then sure it doesn't matter. It's yeah, irrelevant. So. Like absolutely. Just just get there because you know, it takes a different life then, you know. The whole championship is completely different. It's knockout. And you know, if you can manage to get there in one piece, you have a great chance. You know, like a lot of the teams are getting there, and you know, you're 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 always down a couple of players. But if you can get time your run and, and have things going your way when you get to a quarter final, like you have a live live chance, like you really do. You know, there's only a, a puck of a ball between all the teams when you get to there. You know, so it's there's a lot of luck involved when you're playing back to back and week for week. Um, um, but if you can get it, you'll go a long way. You know. You just, I just, I just see you don't. I think it was the second last game the Harriers played Deans at Wednesday night. They went into it because I suppose Richie probably say the same. They're involved with yourselves. It's hard to get to other games as well, you know, because really all clashing. But it's hard. I went in that night to look at the, the Harriers, not thinking that whatever that to be in relegation, but there's possibility. I think you were only on one point that night. Now we're looking at the possibility we had lost the new or like, and all of a sudden the Harriers get two wins and what four or five days and five points and not make it sure. Like I'd say 95% of the time that I do you, but I'd say Richie is right there in time you run is the, the key thing. So like there wasn't a word about just even looking at intermediate in the intermediate grade, there wasn't a word about Federal all year. And now all of a sudden they seem to be after getting two or three wins on the bounce and they're in the semi-final next weekend, like in the, at the start of the year for some reason they were down lads and missing lads, but now they seem to be flying. So just getting come and go at the right time, I think is very important. Yeah. I don't know how they wouldn't be worried about Feder if they've, you know, Mikey Dwyer and Keen Byrne there is going to be yeah. a serious hurler. Yeah, it was. I think it was, I think it was just happened to be down lads or something this year. I think that's what they're looking at. And then I did they lose the first round or two, and then they were seeing be there was no talk. I know when we were down intermediate last year and we didn't play Federal, but it would, would have been a team we would have been keeping an eye on because it would have been half rail, which was this year just seemed to be I don't know what it was. Like even I, I would have fancied to be Tarox to begin, but I think when you look at the betting and stuff like that, it was 50-50 like so. But uh Tarox going through on top of a group and Better going through on fourth, so I suppose that's where nearly the, the betting was probably looking at it. But yeah, yeah, look at look at better two years ago, drew with Ferns, who were, who became the county champions. Yeah, <laughs> and they ended up relegated. They were doing the same year, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, first quarter final, St. Martin's. What did St. Martin's was a routine victory against Crossbeg, Ballymarn, Richie, or did you think they were in trouble? It wasn't routine to really for 45 minutes there, they got a stern test. Um, I have to say, Crossbeg are one of the most hard working teams in the championship. Um, I was very impressed with them for, for the first 45 minutes. They were, they were, their work rate, savage off the scales. You know, they pushed up for the puck outs, didn't allow the Martins to take any sharp puck outs, um, which gave them, gave them a chance to haul out the Martins forwards with um, Potty Foley sitting back in the sitting six or sweeper or plus one or whatever you want to call them. Um, you know, they put savage pressure on up the field and they, they kept themselves in the game for 45 minutes. It was, it was, it was what eleven ten at half time or something like that. You know they were well in the game at half time. Um, it was a bit messy. You know they they got their matchups right. Um, they broke down a lot of play. This, you know, there was a lot of turnovers in it in the middle third. Um, but they were impressive for 40, 45 minutes and they, they had given themselves a chance, a real chance. But like after that, I think from the forty five minutes to the fifty five minutes, it was it was. Rory O'Connor show he was he just showed his class. Um, the Martins half back line got on top to start finding little pockets, cross field balls into Rory, and he, I think he got four or five points in the second half on the open side out on the sideline. You know the ones that he's really good at. You know most people would be telling you to hit it across the field, but he's very very good at those ones on the sideline. You know over the shoulder, and uh, ultimately he was the difference at, at that stage. And uh, they ran out comfortable enough winners in the end, but. They got a real test for for forty five minutes of that game, you know. And I'd say across the bay, possibly just ran out of a little bit of steam. You know, it's it's hard to keep keep that pressing game going and keeping lads, you know, tight to fellas and tackling and trying to turn over balls. Um, they probably hadn't got the class up front either to get the scores. Um, O'Shane Foley was kept very very quiet, and he was their go to man. Um, Joe O'Connor did a great job on him. Um. They kept themselves in it with freeze. Um, you know, they just dogged it out for 45 minutes. And in the end, you know, the class probably showed with the Martins. And, you know, they looked dangerous when it opened up. They did. Couple of, they couple of nice sidelines from uh, Mark Byrne. Mark Byrne, Byrne yeah. He, he was very, very good on the freeze. I think he scored seven or eight frees. He got two line balls. He was, he was very good. He kept them in it. Um, but ultimately, like, you know, the Martins have the forwards, they have the players, you know, to punish you. You know, it's it's very, very hard to, to break them down and keep them down. Um, they've obviously got someone to pull them out of the fire. But um even in the end of it there, Rory had a ball. I think they were, were the seven up, and Rory got a ball just dinking over his top across the 40, and all he had to do was tap it over the bar to win by eight. Like, and he, he gave a great pass back across himself to Kyle Furman and buried it. Like, and I, I suppose just at that point, it's hard to say to myself, like these lads are. These lads mean business like it was rootless, you know. And uh, even his reaction after he had played the ball across, like you know, he was he was giving it the fist pump and stuff like that. But I just thought at that at that point, like it was an easy score just to win by by eight by eight points. But he, he you know he gave the killer pass, you know, and he just put the game to bed. The the, the pass was maybe a bit too high, but I think Kyle Furman the way he took it down was glorious. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah, it's great touch. Yeah, but the vision, like you know, just but the vision. Yeah. 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 Players like that are just able to make things happen, and sure, ultimately that's what that's what the difference was in the end. Have you ever got to Markham? Rory? Yeah. Yeah, I heard on him a few times. Yeah. Destroy him. I'd 
Say there's not a whole lot of his jersey left now. I'd be hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually one thing, uh, Richie, when I was looking at didn't look at you that night against the Ans. And it's, if, if I had a camp that we both finished six, I was thinking yourself in Garrett's in it full back and full forward. So I kind of said, if one doesn't get sent off the boat, well, anyway, that's what I was thinking. Garrett's <laughs> <laughs> uh, take no mason either. <laughs> But uh, no, I'd say I'd say Richie, I'd say Richie summed up the, the, the Martins fairly, fairly right there. I, I taught myself to were it's unfair to Balamore ten points probably a bit harsh on it, but the goal at the end was class was the, the touch, the pass, and the touch from Fernand were both top class. The one thing I noticed about Rory Hunter, I think he got six points, but anytime he got a ball in around the the, the goal, he was just thinking his first reaction is goal all the time. What what the goal? You know, that's a, that's a great thing to have in a, in a forward, but. Uh, I you know. I just thought the Martins had to do what to do. I think he was even coming up close to half time. I think he got back level, but I think the Martins just kicked on and got another three points at one stage, got three points up second half. It's the same. Anytime I thought Ballymore were getting close, just like Martin said to himself, Mom, we turn it on here for another few minutes and get that three or four ahead. I just thought that was kind of the, the way the game looked. And it was pure hard work and dogmas. And the matchups there, Joe O'Connor on Oshin Foley was quite, and I think Brody Murphy had been opening up there for a couple of days as well. He, was, he didn't do much either. And, be fair, Mark Byrne, a couple of line balls and the freeze was keeping him in touch as well. But it's a down to pure hard work. Even the Martins, I think, for a stage, they did get start. I suppose making a bit of a hero, Polly Foley, for five or ten minutes, but then they got smart with it again. So I think I just think the Martins are pattern along nicely. There's, there's you always hear the Martins every year they're going to win the championship and do this, but I think they're just going about this year a little bit differently. They're no great folks around about them. Like I said, they're going to have a massive say when it comes to it. Corey were winners over the Raps ahead the whole way. Was it was it comfortable in, in your eyes, Colin? Yeah, it should have been a lot more comfortable, I'd say. It wasn't, if I was a Gory man, I wouldn't have been that comfortable looking at it near the end or the second half, but um, probably the man in the match after 20 minutes was Anthony Larkin and the goal for the Raps. He made a couple of good saves for last, last ditch defending, but and saying that they just left the Raps in it. Now, it's about, after playing the Raps, it would have been fairly impressed with ourselves earlier on the year because we turned the kitchen sink at them for 50 55 minutes and I think we were two points up with maybe seven minutes to go and they just and we really hurled well I thought the raps made a bit gory himself but for some reason they were a little bit off the other day um but I said gory were by far the better team but I think I said I think 15 minutes ago there's a point in it and the raps were after missing maybe four or five easy enough freezes as well like so I think coming this weekend at Gory when they get on top of the lawn to making sure to put the scores away because you wouldn't want to leave the Martins hanging like they with the reps to the right, I think. Don't seem to be relying on Conor Mack to get scores as much as they were. No, he seems to be he's, he's out further out the field, let's say a good bit this time centre forward, which I suppose there's a couple of ways he's doing a good bit of playmaking, I'd say maybe not doing the scoring. If I was the opposition manager, I think I'd be happy enough to see him out there because if you got seven or eight balls, he's capable of getting one, three or two, one or whatever. So but look, it's working for him so far, but there, he's out there with a lot of space inside and Dunbar I would have seen him against Glenbar down there a few weeks ago they're leaving a lot of space in the dials so there, there are a lot of gaps for these paces as they're into so whatever way they're playing it's suiting fairly well at the moment anyway Is that maybe opposition concentrating on Conor Mack opening space for, for others? You could say there could be a little bit of it and I suppose in fairness to Conor McDonald when he is full forward nine times out of ten he's going to have a full back on him and there's going to be someone sitting in D in front of him so he probably is getting more freedom about centre forward because he is more of a jewel out there rather than being in a two-on-one situation the whole time so it is freeing him up and then possibly freeing up the dials and the gun bars and, and sure 
be fair, Jack Cullen was a revelation for him. But he was a bit, little bit quieter the other day, but I've seen earlier on, he's doing a lot of scoring. And probably the biggest re- re- revelation of all is Charlie McGuckin. He's absolutely flying wing back. Just, and he got a couple of points there again to the red amount of ball and the energy and breaking tackles. He, he's he's having a fair year for going now. Well, I was looking at it at the start of the year with uh, Jack Cullen wing forward and Charlie McGuckin wing back. And it's like, would well, they not be better like switching around? But uh, yeah, no, Charlie McGuckin wing back has been, as you said, a revelation. Yeah, I think he got four points from play, three if yeah. not four. But yeah. just on the ball so often and he uses it so well there. He's one of those situations if you're wing forward, you're just going, rather than him marking you, you're going to be marking him. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. Like, he's, just, he's just everywhere. It's, and it's funny when you look at him for weeks, really, he probably wouldn't be the highest scorer of all times when he was wing forward. But when he's back in the backs now at club level, he's getting him a lot easier than he is when he was wing forward. Yeah. I have to imagine he'd probably get a run at Wexford in the backs next year, the way he's going. And if the way he's, he's, he's be up there, one of the top hurlers in the I've seen so far this year, and what I've seen in the club every day is needs to be done. So I'd say whoever new man is going to be, I think he'll definitely be looking at him there. Yeah. Now I'm going to ask you the same question, Richie, as I asked about uh, Rory O'Connor for Connor Mack. Have you marked him? I've marked him, sure. I, I get the man marking job with him over the last couple of years. Um, Look, he's playing out the field a bit now. Um, I suppose, he, like Colin said, he's turned into the playmaker. You know, he's 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 winning dirty ball. He's throwing it around, and you know the runners that have the pace that they have, Colin Barr coming down the middle. Um, you know, Aidan Doyle, all these lads, Gary Malai coming down the middle. You know, he's just a playmaker. He's a, he's a he's a great ball winning option on the on the forty because, as Colin said, inside when we're hurling him, like we have a sweeper in front of in front of in front of me, like you know, and it's it's tough for him, you know. He he's not the quickest man in the world, so you can sort of you can sort of you don't have to really worry about him getting away from you too too quick. But no, he's 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 going about his business quiet quietly. He's he's when you're looking at him there, you're thinking, oh geez, you know, you're used to him scoring one three one four, but like he's actually he's the creator now, you know. He's the he's the he's the link up man, and uh, he's doing a good job at it too. I'll be honest. Um, but Gory, yeah, they will they will have to take their goal chances the next day if they get them like they got them again. Their apps, you know, they could have been they could have scored six goals the weekend, you know. Um, Anthony Larkin made a great save. Um, ben Edwards made a great block from from um, uh, Gary Malai there as well. Last ditch block. Um, even in the second half, they had they had two good chances of scoring as well. Like so. You know, going forward into the semi-final, if they can take half of them, there'll be a serious outfit. You know, it'll be hard to stop. Um, but the concession of the pokeouts in this game was was crazy. Uh, whoever got the sharp pokeout could make it make a run to the forty-yard line and, and do what he pleased with it. Everybody retreated on both sides. You know, it was crazy. Um, compared to the compared to the the Martins across a big game where, you know, Andrew Butler and Brody Murphy and Mark Byrne they were putting serious pressure on the backs. There was absolutely nobody putting any pressure on anybody in this game for the first half in particular but in the second half I think it was it was 15 on 15 we got a little bit we got a little bit of a, a spectacle a, um, spectacle of a, of a game you know it was it was it was it was a better game it was it was free-flowing there was a lot of mistakes in the first half you know we were running into the middle third loads of mistakes balls breaking down everywhere you know it, it wasn't great to look at um, but the second half it opened up a little bit and um Gory were definitely the, the deserving winners, but they left their apps in a way too long for me. The apps did not hurt well um, uh, at the weekend, and you know they're going to be they're going to be fairly sick over the amount of frees that they missed when they had got it back to two points. I think Oshin Pepper missed three or four frees to even put them in front at that stage, 
and they weren't hurling well. Um, but look at even reference what Conor McDonald said in the in the interview after, like they, you know they dogged it out and they did dog it out, but they made hard work of it. Um, they'll have to be a little bit sharper in front of goal uh, the next day. Um, I think, but um, no, I'd agree with with Colin there about Charlie McGuckey and wing back. He was absolutely outstanding. Um, I think the raps brought on Nick Doyle today in the second half. Put him on make sure he's given. He's given him eight or ten inches, and in he he caught he caught balls over him. He I think he scored three points in the second half. He was outstanding. He was on everything. He came out of every breaking ball. Um, the rapper East probably was to hit the ball down on top of Nick Doyle for the whole lot of the second half, and he just came out with ball after ball after ball. He was outstanding, and uh, he's definitely been the switch. Uh, um, uh, for for Gory like myself and Jack has been a, has been a massive positive, and sure he'd have to be you'd have to be looking at him now for wing back. A chance of having a go at wing back with Wexford because he's been the player of the championship for me, to be honest. Yeah, and even you look at the other two wing backs on the other side of James Pear and Jack Kelly, I think they both had really good games too. And Jack Kelly's pickup, I still don't know how he picked it up for uh, for Lenny Connolly's goal, but it was phenomenal. Yeah, very, very good. Uh, just broke through, I think, just popped up into his hand when he was in stride, did it? I don't know if he if he gave it a dink with the foot or did he? Did he it looked like he, he tried to dink it in some way, yeah. Right. Yeah, it was good though. It was good, yeah. He he had a great game. Um uh, Jack did. He's a good hurler. He's been a good hurler for, for I don't know, eight or ten years now. He's very good wing back. Um yeah, look at I I was disappointed with the raps, to be honest. And I I actually fancied him to to get to the final. I thought they might win the championship. If we didn't win it, I was thinking maybe the raps might win it. And I stayed back to watch him there against uh, the shells after we played the Martins and I was coming out of there and I started to say to myself, I, I I wasn't so sure about it. I thought, you know, the short game that they were playing was too many, too many passes, too many passes and running into trouble and, you know, balls getting turned over. It's giving the opposition time to get back, filter back and clog it up. And it, it just looked messy. Um, but when they went direct, when they put Kevin Foley inside, you know, he didn't score. I don't think he scored, but, you know, he made things happen. He gave lads opportunities to score, but, the raps didn't didn't take him, and you know that's ultimately what got him bet in the end. Like, but um, I, I I just didn't I just didn't like the way they set up. To be honest, I I it didn't work for him at the weekend anyhow. These two teams, Gory and the Martins, they're going to play each other in the semi final. Mm. Who are we thinking, Colin? I'm just thinking Martins, and I probably will be thinking Martins from a long ways out this year, and maybe probably thinking the same nearly every year. But I think the Martins. I think. I'd say we'd be safe to say whoever comes through this game will probably be the favourite in the county final. I'd say, you know, I, I think the two might have been the opposite sides this weekend. They probably would be favourites against Algate or, or the Anza. Um, But I be, just won't be thinking of Martins. I think sometimes when Martins come through their group stages over the years, they'll be absolutely flying. They could be winning five out of five and they caught me a bit of quarter final. I just think this year. Not saying they went out intentionally to get bit by the Harriers for talk's sake in the last round of the ring, but they're just seen to be doing what they have to do. I seen them earlier on against Allgate and they were, the game got a bit loose. Or I think it was in up 14 men each to Mansad off either side, but I just think to, I just think the Martins, I, you know, I think even last year, like they lost the Ferns and sure, had got, we're missing Jack O'Connor, Rory O'Connor, Joe O'Connor, sure, you know, three big men last year. And I just think that when they have them all this year, they're going to take stop. I think it'll be. I think it'd be fair to yeah, Emma Harlan now, to be honest with you, but I think the Martins will come out on to myself. Your thoughts, Richie? Yeah, I, 
I'm not sure. It's a very, very hard game to call. Um, I was just looking at the average scores are over the last the six rounds, like like the Martins are, are averaging twenty three points and Gorey are averaging twenty two. So I, I imagine it's going to be a, it's going to be a, a tight affair. Um, I just think it might come down to you know the little bit of class, the likes of Rory, uh, the likes of Kyle Furman. Maybe Jack O'Connor hasn't he hasn't um, shot the lights out yet this year, but you know he's he's due a big game, and you know if them if them lads hurl. And they can get on the ball. They have a brilliant free taker and Joe Coleman. Um, they're going to be hard beat, but I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if Gory bet them either. Like Gory are just, uh, I don't know. It's 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 a really tough one to call. Um, I suppose if both of them turned up on the day and they played to their best, you'd be thinking that the Martins would win it. That that'd be that'd be my opinion on it. But I'd say it's going to be very very close, and I'd say I'd say it's going to take you know something like like what Rory did there in the last game or. Maybe a Conor McDonald, maybe to to shoot the lights out for one of the, you know for the first time this year, maybe. Um, I'd say it could be interesting from a. I say it could be interesting to watch you now from a game point of view and a tactical point of view because I say there could be some interesting matchups as well, which could tell the tale on that. Like does, does Joe O'Connor pick up Jack Cullen or you know who's going to pick up Conor McDonald? There's a lot of key things in that, like so. That's going to be very interesting to to, to watch you now. It's it'll be fairly intriguing to be looking at. What are these matchups like? Who who looks after Rory O'Connor? Jeez, oh, I'd say I, <laughs> it's hard to know. Like, the, the, uh, I mean, you wouldn't sacrifice Charlie McGuckey and any of that, but like the Malays were very, very good in the, against the Raps. Very, very good. I, I'd be confident enough that you know they could handle it. But sure, it's like it's like it's like it's like it, the game against Cross Bay. If you can stop the supply, it goes a long, long way. You know, to to carbon the Martins because. Like if they get, if you get it into Rory and and uh, Kyle Furman and Darren Codden, these likes the likes of these lads like they're going to annihilate you. So I'd imagine it's going to be tight at the back for Gory. You know it's going to be very very tight at the back, and I don't know who do you get to mark him. Would probably be one of the Malays, maybe will it? I, I yeah, Malays one probably I'd say would it? Yeah, probably be. Like, Malays is a tight marker. You know he's a tight tight marker. On Conroy, what's his story? Did he come on? He only came, did he only come on the other day? Did he? Oh, Conrad, he's, not, he's not starting every game, is he? He did. He only came on the other day. Yeah. 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 Okay. So see, Arts only came on for um, Stafford. I think wasn't it Conor back? I think. Yeah. So, who actually, who actually wasn't, who actually wasn't playing too bad. I thought in fairness to him. Yeah. Yeah, we go, man. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see now what the matchups are. Like it'll, it'll, uh, it'll go a long way to dictate now who who wins it. Like. See who gets to wrestle Connor Mac. Oh, probably Paddy O'Connor, maybe. What they would it? Probably Paddy O'Connor will dog it out with him, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. that's his type of game, I think. That's, that's all it ever is. I've never seen anyone who Wexford try to hurl Connor Mac. It's just wrestling him. Yeah, what are you saying? Richie always hurled him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't do a whole lot of hurling now, I'll be honest. <laughs> right, we'll move on to the next two. Um, not my favourite game at the weekend, but I'll guess Pete Ferns. I said on this pod last week, I said Ferns, Ferns, Ferns. Didn't see it happening. I'll get got the win. I was surprised to see other people tipping, tipping I'll get. Did you see that coming? I think your clubmate of yours after the game, Colin, was telling me, oh, I thought I'll get we're going to win now. Um, well, I thought, well, I was talking to Dales last week and I would have given him a chance myself, to be honest with you. Uh, 
And again, it was only coming from us playing Ferns earlier on in the year. And like we gave Ferns a dream start, it was 1 4 to no score or something like that. And I think in the 60th minute, it was 1 16 through 16. I think it was. And Ferns got a goal at the end to win with two goals. And, you know, we, we gave him a great start that day. Like, and we still could have came back. And, you know, we weren't at our best that day now. You know, I think we hadn't got Sean Murphy that day at all. Um, Garrett was only back for us. I think Rory was only came on. Rory David David would have all started our last couple of games and would have given him a chance, yeah. And I think I'll get while I'd say they're relying a lot on freeze for Seamus Casey up front on scores and things like that. He's nailing freeze and he got one money guess from play, but I think I'll get just have good backs there that can nullify some forwards. And I, I thought they'd done that fairly well yesterday. And no, I wouldn't have been more. I would have asked me up front straight. I probably would have said Ferns win, but I would have said it was going to be a trouble. And so I wouldn't be one bit shocked at looking at it and even looking at it. Just there wasn't one shock, one bit shocked at the one. I thought Fern, I just there was just a moment in the game looking at Dermot Dial. I don't know what maybe 10 minutes ago, hit the post. And I just said to myself, This is not going to be Ferns there. You know, I just said they're not going to win this game. It just looked like one of those days that they just weren't going to get there. And that's really and truly what happened. I, you know, it was. It stopped being starting at times and Burns couldn't get into their flow, but I wasn't, you know, missed a few frees as well. Ian Burn probably missed more frees yesterday than he did all year, I'd imagine. You know, he, he had an off day altogether and so I think it was just one of those days for Burns, but you'd have to give all, yeah, all credit. They did go at it like and went that strong. So when I was only looking at the scores last night, only Paddy Dorn got a score at all from play, which would be a big thing, you know, come to big games down the years, if Padre wouldn't get scored, you'd be saying, I'll get you under pressure, so it's a good sign for them that other lads are stepping up around the field that they're, they're relying on Padre 1-1 or 1-2, he normally over the years, but no, I'll get just look hungry, energetic, I wouldn't be a moment surprised at all. Yeah, Padre was a handful now, even though he didn't score, like he caused problems. Yeah, I thought he was definitely nailing for a goal near the end, all right. He's, I don't know whether you half slipped or whatever the goalkeeper was out. But Niall Murphy came out. It was, you know, with that block there for the raps there, but I think it was Niall Murphy there. The first couple of minutes got in a great block on Podger as well. Or was it Jack Rake? I think, you know, Jack Rake, he got a great block in there. And, you know, it could have been a different story altogether, but I, I just thought, just just didn't look like it was going to be the Ferns day. I thought when Dermot Doyle got that ball, I said, the place is going to rattle in. I seen eight to Boston. I think that would have put maybe Ferns three up and you would expect maybe to go on and kick ahead and win. But, I was um it wouldn't be no one wasn't one surprise said just I'll get have them backs that can do a bit of a job in fair, fairness Corey Corey um Dunbar, I thought he was a fair handful all right particularly in the second half I was on a serious amount of ball but maybe he can get the scores that he he, he should have got he, you know I think he did he, he won two or three frees but was there a wide or two there as well and so just didn't go for him that's it on the day yeah if that Dermot Dial shot goes in which we all expected it to go in then I I think Ferns definitely win without a doubt yeah. Oh, fair play to Oilgate, I suppose. And friend of the pod, Des Maiden. Yeah, you have to give him, you have to, you know, you have to give him a bit of credit, but like no one thing of Des, he would be doing a CN and say he started last night, he would be doing an awful lot of analysing. We were talking about matchups there in Gory and the other match, but that's one thing Des will be looking at all all week with his St. Anne's. Um I think he was hoping I think he was hoping that the game was going to end again. Level after extra time, so yeah. I win. So he was that's why he was hoping for it, but it didn't work out that way for it, It's kind of a, a crazy rule, isn't it? That they would have had to play Wednesday night, yeah. Madness, sure. It, it is in the happening to me today, isn't it? Cushionstown and, and Duffery there tomorrow night, I think, Tuesday night, I think, in the, in the intermediate, I think, they, they drew the other day. 
Well, again, it's just something the county board came out and highlighted there last week, and they're not taking the blame for it anyway. I just seen a statement. This is what club yeah. is owed, and that's them. They're they're taking themselves away from any of it. I don't know. I don't think he. But I just think that there's there's too many decisions you can't put to fifty clubs in a row. Whatever, there just has to be four or five people in a management committee or something. They decide these things. Now, look, I'm saying that the penalty is not the bit nicest way in the world to go either. But look, I just think it's, it's an overall problem we have with the calendar just too tight. A team is going to lose anyway. Like, yeah, it's it's sickening to lose on penalties, but it's also sickening to come back Wednesday night and to lose after uh, after extra time and then after our replay. But yeah. But like, look, it's like anything you deal with. You know, you move on, you deal with it, and look what's grand. You still have that bounce when you know where we're in that intermediate age. You still have that bounce. It's like, I suppose it happened in different circumstances, in fairness, to the Harriers and the Anns a couple of weeks ago, but it didn't do the Harriers any harm, in fairness. You know, the one that wins tonight and they were ready to go and they the Martins on Sunday. So look, it's just how you deal with these things. It's not, it's not, it's not the best scenario, but still, you take it. You play 40 hours for and if it's you want to get through, you know. Yeah, and, and how did you find that, Richie, actually, when you had that mid- midweek game and then you had a, a three or four day turnaround before the, the, the Martins game? Well, personally, uh, I was in bits after that game. Uh, the game on the Wednesday night it was absolutely horrendous conditions. It was a slog and uh, I was dreading the thoughts of trying to get ready to play against the Martins, to be honest with you. Um, I It was a tough, tough game. Um the majority of lads actually we picked up a load of knocks in that game as well I think we were three or four or five five lads I think couldn't train for it you know on the Friday night or do anything on the Friday night or trying to patch lads up it was it was tough going like but sure the way we were looking at it was look at you had to beat the Ans. it doesn't matter you have to beat you have to beat the Martins to have a chance of staying in the championship and you know you'll do whatever you can and you'll play as long as you can you can walk and you can use your arms and your legs you're going to tag out and play like you know what I mean that's the way it is but it was very, very hard, I have to say, to get yourself right for for the game. It's very, very short space of time, you know. It's very, very yeah. short space of time. Especially yeah. the, the conditions and the type of game it was. What was it, 13-11? Like, sure, it was a, a slog fest, you know. Yeah, and with a strong wind and the, I mean, the effort that the Harriers put in in that second half against the wind to, like, up against it the whole way through. Yeah. Not the finest game in Harlan I've ever seen, though. No, it was, it was, I watched it back there. It was actually, it was, it was terrible. It was actually terrible. <laughs> I think in fairness, though, you'd have to put down the conditions. That was a rough Oh, it was, it was a horrendous that was, thing. That was, that, was, that was a tough thing, though. So I think you'd have to put down to that, like. No, there was no real uh, sharp passing or runners off the shawl or anything like this. It was, it was, uh, it was long balls in the square. Started to suit us a bit, I think. <laughs> yeah, no. I wouldn't like to I do think when uh, when people say, oh, the clubs voted for this, you know, the replay on the Wednesday, that's kind of hiding behind it, isn't it? Like, mm, that like, is the The clubs would have liked a discussion as opposed to yeah. you get this option or this option. Exactly. And many clubs would have discussed that, you know, within their own meetings before they went to the county board meeting. Like I'd say a lot of club representatives have been that night not knowing really anything about it or what to do, you know. So I said, these are two big decisions we should be making from 50 clubs, you know. Just can't be thrown out on the floor. I don't know. You know, I don't know the ins and outs, or I'm sure maybe there's proposals sent out, and maybe the zoo doesn't have a chat with them. But you know, it's not, it's not the right thing. I said losing and losing and penalties is not great either. But I think just the overall problem is the calendar. It's just it's a bang, bang, bang. There's no there's no time for anything at the moment. You know, Connor Mac alluded to Connor Mac Donald's interview the other day, and he did say he said, "I don't. What is the rush? Mm. Why, why do they need to play it off so quickly?" Well, it's, it's something 
it's something I often wonder if we're ever fortunate enough to get to an All-Ireland final. If we were in an All-Ireland final two weeks ago, I think we were, were we on round four of our championship the weekend of the All-Ireland final. Yeah. yeah. So if we do get to an All-Ireland final, what's going to happen to our championship then? Considering Thanks, we're getting the four weekend start, you know what I mean? That's it, like... I don't I don't know what the I don't know what the solution is to it though, to be honest. I don't know what it, it makes more sense to go back to you know two yeah. weeks hurling, two weeks football, two weeks hurling, two weeks football, something like that. Like because it, it just yeah, it spreads it out a little bit more and like you still you're still playing a game every week, but I don't know. Injuries and knocks and everything just some people could miss a whole championship from an injury in the first round and it's over so quick and then like you have Owlert and Harriers finished hurling a week after the All Ireland final. They're finished hurling in July with their next match next March. Like we talked about it with Niall Williams last week. It's it's not good for hurling in the county at all. No, it's not. No, it's not. And a lot of lads said that to me as well. And probably would have said the same to Richie. I think it was the 30th of July. We were done. A lot of people would have said that to me. Sure, I was, yeah, you're, you're right. But in another six or seven days' time, the bulk was going. You know, they're going to try four teams left now. You know, that's yeah. just the way I'd be looking at it. But, it's it's even down in Wicks Park last night. It's great. You're looking out there, and you're looking. At, you know, there's a gap between these matches now, and the kids are hurling or out hurling half time. There's a bit of a buzz around the place of hurling, but it's gone down a few weeks. Like hurling is the main product, as far as I'm concerned, and we're not promoting it whatsoever. I, I don't know what it's like in the Harriers, but and, and as I know, we go back training in March, February, March, and every is, but it's nearly like we're just training for the sake of training, and then come the first of May, you kind of just switch on and get yourself right. Okay, we've it. Seven or eight week blitz here in a couple of weeks. Let's get ready for it, and then that's it. You're done. You know, as I as I say, the one thing I watched the county final will be Sunday week. Bar Kerry and Carlo, you'll be able to go to a hurling match in every other county in Ireland. Bar your own. You know, that's just that's just not right. Like you know, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. And then the other side of it too, like you're getting to if you're lucky enough to get to the final, like like you look at the final last year, you're missing all your key men. You know, I know. Sure, Ian Burns taped together. Paul Morris was struggling. There was loads of lads struggling. Like you're not actually at your best. Like you know, you want no. to you want to get the county final and be you know give yourself a yeah, chance. To be- as, as, you know, it's, it's, it's even like like that's that's a massive win there. The weekend there for Algate, a huge win. You know, and it's something that the parish like Algate, who I know they were in the county semi final a couple of years ago, but don't get there too often. It's something actually that they should be able to soak up. For yeah. a week, a couple of weeks, you know, and all of a sudden you're you're straight back in. To get, you know, you get a two or three week gap like you normally have. You know, you can go out and get a bloody drink or something to unwind the small, but you can't. You're up straight away to recovery. There's just nothing to it. Likewise, if I get where to win a semi final and get to the final, that's a huge thing. Like, but again, it's bang, they're straight in. There's no buzz to it. There's no nothing to it. Like, yeah, the the things and the one thing you'd enjoy about getting the county final is the lead up to it. I know you can't get sucked into it too often, but that two week period. It's lovely looking forward to it and never meeting everyone and talking about it. But you know, more sooner win the semi final, you're over. You know, it's just it's just too quick. Like, yeah, and body, bodies are battered as well. Like, and yeah. like, and you're showing you're, 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 you're thinking about the, getting to the county final and you're thinking of being in your, you know, in your prime, you know, absolutely, you know, ready to go, rip it up. And you know, you're probably half cracked, like, you know, you're carrying some sort of knock, some sort of an injury, you're not playing to your full potential, possibly. Well, you know, most lads, you know, because I don't care who we are or how fit you are. Like playing back to back for for seven weeks and then get to a final is it on the eight week? Like you're going to be you're going to be not at your best. Like you know, you're not fully fully wound up for it. Like I don't think you are, anyhow. 
no, with, with, the, with the potential of an extra match thrown in midweek as well after yeah, extra time like that, that's still a possibility for these semi-finals one of them can go to extra time and then go to a replay which would be midweek before a county final like Jesus Christ but just, it's just it's just I know it's, I know it's you know we are hurling in football but just even like our county final is the middle of August and you, you can't even go to the schools there's no buzz in the schools you know these are supposed to be the next people we're looking after I'm sure Gary you own intermediate would ask more until I was in nine. I'm sure any day uh, you went to Ballyella school or whatever at that time. I'm sure them kids remember going there. I'm sure it's a memory for you going back to that school with a couple. Like, you know, yeah. just you know, just, just all these things like that you're just taking away from it. That's just I don't know, I just can't get my head around it. It's just I don't know why again we're putting this to the clubs and it was a the interesting thing, it wasn't a landslide of a vote. Like, you know, it was it's a serious situation. Like it was a very close to being 50-50 vote, but again, you can't just throw it with the 50 people to have a vote. You have to analyse these things and see where we're going and you know we have a seven eight week championship should we, you know go every two weeks two weeks hurling two weeks all of a sudden it's a 16 week championship you know and I, and I know you're still going to play in your football or hurling but in my opinion most lads have a preference to, to hurling or football I'm sure Richie you know you play a bit of football but your preference will be hurling but you know if, if you had that two weeks and you are feeling illegal you know it gives you the opportunity to say oh that football game to get ready for a hurling match or vice versa and that may be different like, but at least you have some little bit of leeway there but it also means once once it gets to the knockout stages, unless you're doing really well in both of them, like if you get knocked out of the hurling and you're a footballer, well then you have two weeks between your games. Or if you get knocked out of the football and you're a hurler, you have you have the two weeks for recovery and for for getting yourself right. So like again, it just kind of makes more sense. Now there's there's very few people I've been hearing from that that's far the way it is at the moment. The hurling first and football second, or even if they switch it around. Um, probably Alex Alex with on Wexford GATV uh, talking about it and, and saying it suits him because he footballs for St Mary's Modelings down and hurls for the Harriers but like I don't think there's enough people like, like Alex for for it to make sense to keep doing it is there? Richie maybe you can speak on that Yeah there's not a whole, fel- whole lot of lads like Alex Lynch I, I was saying to you there earlier before I came on I, I, I don't think that man's ever been injured I was just saying to you he's a, he's a 50 weeks of the year man he's he looks after himself so well. He's he's always in great shape. He never injured, and uh, I'd say that's why it's suiting him. You know, it's not a bother to him. Like, um, but you know, if you're he, he can concentrate on the hurling, obviously, and then sure, as long as he keeps himself one piece, he burst burst away with the football. Like, but and it suits him. But ah, I, I don't know. I, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see the two weeks, two weeks of each. To be honest with you, and, and like like Colin said, there, you know, you can if you're if you're struggling there in the hurling and you want to mind yourself for the hurling you can do that vice versa you know you have the choice like um, but uh, no I, I wouldn't be in favour of the way it is especially when you're getting a bit older <laughs> you'd like to have the break anyway every week is hard on players now but I just think from the I think it's going to kill Ireland to be honest with you just, just it's going to take the interest out of all together How, you're not going to there's 52 weeks in the year you're hurling if you're lucky for seven weeks, like what you want to be doing for the rest of it, you're handing over your whole season to soccer and everything else. And look at the I'm into all sports myself, but you know, Harlan be number one for me. And again, it's, and it's not fair in the footballers either. They're waiting around 12 months and, and actually in the, in the mucking of it. But you're just, you're just, you're just handing over your whole calendar to everyone. And it's, it, it does suit a lot of players because players do like playing and they get a run to Harlan, they get a run to football and then they get a clear run you know, see in our own club there, like in, when we had that April month, 
when we when you used to come back in that April, like when we get back training if every lads playing it just automatically down with the soccer, the new importance of the, the first two rounds. But this year we've lads playing soccer with the Joseph's and develop and sure I kinda you let them on to finish the season because we're not playing for another two months. You you know, so what's the point getting it back, let them go go ahead and play. But the reality is lads are getting a full season at soccer and the soccer season starting down a couple of weeks and Ireland is finished. So the hurling is just in the middle of the soccer season. So you're just, and I, I don't know if you remember a few years ago where there was talks of soccer looking at their whole season yeah, to, to, try, get, to try, try, get, try to get competitive. If you remember, sure, they don't have to do it anymore because we just handed it to them, you know. That's, that's just the reality of the situation. Like, And then you're, you're, you're going back in March for leagues that no one absolutely cares about. I often keep teams there from league games myself and you get the sheets and you'd be comparing championship teams. You're only playing half teams most of the time. I don't know if there's lack of interest or lads are on holidays, whatever it is, but it's, I don't know, you're going to have to look at the whole structure to get in all these fellas, whatever. And you see, you see it there now as well. Like there's loads of, you get all the underage games in the world you want, you know, up to 18 years of age or whatever, but then that's gone. There hasn't been a proper, between, I wouldn't blame this on anyone particularly, but there, there hasn't been a proper under 21 championship in about five years between COVID, a couple of years of COVID in the last couple of years. Because, and I don't mean to disrespect, but everyone should give them walkovers. We're on about playing week on week. We decide to throw in the under 21 championship on Wednesday night in the middle of these weekends. Like, so you're just going to have to look at everything. Hmm. We'll have a look at the, probably the best game of the weekend. Went extra time with Jans and the Shells. 3.26 to 1.29. Um. And won it. They were behind a lot of the second half. Managed to get to extra time. And are Anne's a force, Richie? Serious force to win this championship? And, uh, you'd have to, you'd have to, they will have a chance, obviously, but they are so hard working. They're never bet. Um, whether they're up by 10 or they're down by 10, they, they stay going. Um, I was really impressed with them yesterday. Um, they have their way of playing. They they have they play the sweeper and Aidan Rochford. They they like to run the ball. Um, they're good at it. Um, they they were they were under a little bit of pressure, a little bit of pressure in the first half. I thought, but um, they they sort of dogged it out. They managed to get the few little scores to to keep them in it. Um. I, I just think they're a really, really hard team to break down. Really, really hard team to get the better of. You know, um, if our game had went on another little bit, you know, they were coming at us in waves towards the end, and we were just dogging it out. Like they're so, so hard to shake off. Um, they were impressive in the second half. In extra time, they were very, very impressive. Um, Dio O'Keefe really stepped it up in the second half. He was brilliant in extra time. He was everywhere. Um, Mikey Fogarty was brilliant in extra time. Limo McGovern was a handful all day. He gave Brian Malone a tire time. Um, foul constantly. The only one thing on his mind, like Rory as well, he take you on. Um, they're dangerous enough. They're very, they're very, very dangerous. And when they get their confidence up and they get on top, they're a hard team, hard team to peg back. A hard team to peg back. And uh, uh, I thought they were the deserving winners in the end, especially in extra time. Like they just they blew they blew the shells out of the water. One one, I think, straight away the start of extra time. Um, I think it was at Lima McGovern got a goal. I think straight away after extra time, and you know they're just very very hard working. They're they're 
they're and they have the hurlers to do damage. They do. They have the hurlers to do damage. Like um, Liam Rocher was outstanding in the first half. He was a serious handful in the first half. I think he scored four or five points in play. I think they put him out the field then, and it's hard to. I think that's when they came under a little bit of pressure. Um, when he went out the field, I think he went out around centre forward, and Dara Furlong went inside. I think, but um. No, they're, they're a hard-working team. They're very, very hard to beat, and I thought they were deserving winners in the end. Do you agree with that, Colin? The end, the end uh, like win for a long time. I, I would agree, but I think and it's a, it's a good win because I, I'd highly rate the shells myself. Um, I would highly rate them. As, as supposed to be fair to shells. You'd have to remember nearly had it because I took a deal Keith free, difficult enough free back in his own half, small bit to level it. Um, but you know, I, I would be very impressed with the Anns yesterday. I, I think the, the I think it, to be fair, a few years ago the Anns would have been underestimated as more. But I think around Dio O'Keefe and Rochford maybe and Lee Mog, but would you know the them three maybe carry him? I remember they got to the county final a few years ago and they did carry him and they're an average, just an average hard working team. But they are after getting some young players over the last couple of years, and I, I think they are actually a very, very good team now with that work ethic, and they, you know, they don't fear playing anyone, and to be fair, as good as Lee Mogg and Dio Keith, they are, they're as good as a player out there, you know, they're nearly doing it almost every single day for them, so they are getting a bit of help. Um, the four points there, um, Rochford got um, in the first half, and then Furlong went in, I think he might have got another two. Like that's he's these boys are hurling on Simon Dunhu, like you know, they're not hurling on any any average Joe can centre back like they were doing unbelievable damage around the place. Um then but I tell you what it was, I know momentum momentum is a big thing, but I thought when it came to extra time, their fitness levels just looked they were going. And Richie said that again when they played them to war coming at them for the full sixty minutes as well. I just think to have they've good I think what I have as well, a very good goalkeeper. Um, yeah. Kendi and Andy Kendi is a good goalkeeper as well. Yeah. He, he got a pint or two, did he get one or two points? He got going one early in the game, but did you? And I just have that good, they just have the good style in the system. Richie's right, it's a brain Malone, so he wouldn't want to see Lee Mobile Govern for a while. He, he had him everywhere, but and the one thing is, was when Richie know better than me, a full back doesn't want to be brought out to the sidelines too often, but he would bring him side to the side every every opportunity he got, like, and, and that was leaving more gaps down the middle for him. I was very, very impressed. Their puck out strategies a little bit. I don't know what way it is. It's kind of the same team to go corner back, maybe back to the corner back, and they're kind of nearly playing around with it in their own twenty-one. It's, it's a strategy because they're doing it to hold him for maybe five or six seconds, but they eventually they're to do know what to do and work to work it back out the field. I thought the shells were maybe a little bit slow on that when they were chasing the game in extra time because they needed the ball in play fairly quickly. But it was actually Nan's puck out was nearly taking 10, 15 seconds, but they were doing so much playing around. But I think if the shells eventually figured out. Just pushed up on it completely. So, but I know I was very, very impressed with the ends yesterday. I have to say, some finish from Lima McGovern for his uh, second goal on his knees, yeah. one handed. Excellent. And Jerry, was it the first goal he came up into the heavens and pulled it down as well? You know, yeah. one thing, look at to be fair, that's one thing you'd have to be saying. From what I see this year the county men do look county men when they're back to their clubs most days. You know, the, 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 they're all actually st- sticking out like sort of like to be fair to them. Like, even when we, we played draps a few weeks ago with um, sure it was Liam Ryan and Kevin Foley, one it, sure Lee Chin is doing it every day. So, the county men really are looking non song for all the clubs this year, in fairness, to look, to look sharp. And just nice. on that, are, are there are there players now from the championship so far for either of you that have that have stood out as you know, maybe earning a, earning a call up or like. Being seen as someone that Wexford should be looking at. 
me see. But from your own um, clubs or, or from the other clubs? Well, sure. I, I always like Don King Carr. He's a handful yeah. now. He won't commit, though, I don't think, but uh, I, I was very impressed with him. Um, who else around the place? Jack, Jack Cole, in a fairness, Gory, he could be that situation. Oh, yeah. He's been asked over the years, but he's up on the forwards this year, and he had, he had that size of as well. The, the, the Malays, I, I, I'd rate them. I, anyone else that stands out, I'm not so sure. But the county men have been head and shoulders above everybody else now all year. I think, yeah. you know, they're doing a lot of damage. Couple of county under twenties looked look fairly decent as well. I have to say, yeah. Even from, even from last year, Gary was yourselves there. Took against it, wasn't it? Was it a Kyo chap playing fullback for Clonmel? Yes, he was under under twenty one panel. Yeah, there, Kyo, yeah, yeah. He, he, he was very good. There's a big the left handed lad down there from Feder, fairly wheeling, is it? Fullback one, as well. Wheeling, I think, is it? Yeah, there, there was a few, few of them lads look fairly to be fair on on the under twenty. Look look fairly good, Ari. But I don't think there's anyone that. Hasn't been there, and again, I'm not going to harp on about it, but I just think it comes to that situation that we're just not getting enough hurling for for lads to step up. You know, county lads have been hurling all year, but it's very hard for maybe the guy that's nearly there because he's only getting maybe the five or six games a big session, so he's not getting a chance to show himself. It's like someone said to me, I was only talking to someone last week about Paul Galvin, I've seen me in some article recently, I think he didn't pay for carriers since 24 or 5. You know, in in the in the Wexford situation, now you're not you're twenty four or five. You're not going to get a chance to hold Wexford, but you're you're only getting a five or six week period of show, really. You know. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're the exact players now that that really can't afford to be not hurling for the next six months, uh, six six to eight months, because they're the players that we're going to be relying on in the future. The lads that are just out of under twenty one or under twenty. Absolutely. I think them yeah. lads, them county under 20s whenever they're done with their clothes and they probably just go play football, but. They need to be got hold fairly. I know it's very hard for anyone to get hold now at the moment because we don't have a manager yet. But they need to be got hold of them, given the programs. Because you know, when you look at Limerick and these boys, his physique you know, as much as anything else, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, sure. That's what that's what's taking so long. Like these lads have to get up to the pitch of it. It's going to take that. It's going to take that amount of time to get into that physical shape. You know, it's it, yeah. it's an awful lot of work has to go in to get to that. Not everyone can be built the same way as myself and you, Richie. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> We had it from the get-go. Who, who are we picking in this Anz and Oilgate game? I know the Anz will be favourites, but who, who do we think we give Oilgate a chance? I definitely give him a chance. Yeah, I definitely give him a chance. They're very decent at the back. Uh, very decent at the back. Um, you know, they're getting a few scores. You know, Jack Jack Rick actually popped up with a couple of points in midfield. You know, that that's the one thing they got their mixture of scores. Just been Seamus Casey at one mountain play. Great finish for the goal as well, actually. Um, I think he got eight or nine frees. I think Joe Dunn popped up with two pints. Jack Rake, I think, got two pints. So they're getting a bit of fear. Horan actually got two pints. So they are getting their spread of scores from other areas. The, um, I suppose the one thing, and they're two great men, all they have is Shane Rick and Damien Rick, but most days they're getting the dirty jobs, you know, and they're, they're not getting maybe that chance to express themselves and go hit 25 balls. Um, you'd love to see them doing a bit of hurling, but they're doing their jobs. You know they are influenced the games because they're as I, said, as I said they are being put on their man marking most days. But you'd love to have a couple of other man markers kind of to release them to do that little bit more hurling bottom. But um, I just think the ends myself they're just they're just on that little bit of a roll at the moment. Again, they're, 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 they had that little bit of a blip against the, the Harriers at that time, but have got a couple of wins. I think I think that game last night will crown and bring them on and all their specials and all. But I think any day you get a game of extra time, I think it's it's more hurling into the legs. I I I'll uh, 
And over the last few years, they probably have, they're, you're talking to the semi-final stage, I think they, they have that little bit more experience than I'll get at this stage of the year as well. So I'll be going for the end myself. Have to expect uh, Shane Reck to take up, take on Liam Og McGovern. Can he, can he shut him down? Jeez, I, I, I can. I tell you, yeah, Richie can answer that one. But I, I think Shane Reck has done some great jobs and I think, not not the year going out, but the previous year I thought Shane Rick had a great year for Wexford. It's marking some of the top men in, in in the country. So I think he's well he's on his on his day he can show anyone, I think, yeah. Yeah, two years ago at Wexford he was outstanding sure. He had the he had the man marking job every day and he was he was top class at it to be fair. Um no, he'll be taking down he'll definitely be taking down um Lee Mo McGovern anyhow. Um I I I'd agree with you as well, Colin saying like I'd love to see the two boys always get the dirty job like and they're, they're yeah. probably two of their best. You know, ball players. Well, Damien is definitely a savage ball player. He's deadly going forward. Like, he's an attacking halfback. But, like, yeah. Mike Kenny has been doing all the scoring in the halfback lane, really. Do you know, Damien's yeah. been getting a few. And, and Shane Rick has been doing the man marking job. Um, But Mike Kelly has been very, very good this year. Very good. Yeah. Going forward, especially. Um, he was, I think he scored, he might have scored three points against us. He was outstanding against us. And we couldn't stop him at all. And he's a big, strong man. He's very good in the air. I'll get her very well organised. I was just looking at them there on their puckouts, especially whether to go long or short. You know, they have their set up for bottom. They were bunching and breaking. They were Aaron Duggan in the goal has has, has pinpoint accuracy on his on his uh, puckouts. Now he does throw in the wobbler the odd time. You know, your heart being about with him the odd time, but uh, they're very very well drilled. I have to say that, um, and they're able to find those pockets of space when they go along, especially they're able to get the right men on the ball. Um, and they like to play around with it at the back too when they go short. They're a little bit like the ants. They, they go back and forth and they're waiting for the runner to break the line. They're they're very good. Like they have a they have a very, very good chance. And I'm sure I think Dave said after our match he spent 10 hours on the Harriers analyzing the Harriers. So I'm sure he'll be up to the same the same stuff this week going into the the Ans match. And I'm sure he'll have all his matchups uh down to a T. Um but yeah, Seamus Casey, very, very good on the freeze. Um, Paj Dorn didn't score the weekend, but he was a handful. And to be honest, I think I think I guess should have had two goals, two two more goals in that in that match. Paj Dorn butchered one there. He, he got in and I think he hit a straight to goalkeeper one and one. And I'm not sure who broke the line and came across the 21 and went to hand pass it to him and hand pass it straight to one of the one of the Ferns defenders for a second goal for Paj. Um they will cause problems. They will cause problems. I get will cause problems this weekend. But I, I'm like I'm like Colin. Sometimes I I write off the the ands, and I think I've learned my lesson over the years. And looking at them over the years, they're always getting to semi-finals, getting to finals, quarter-finals. They're they're not getting bit by a whole lot. And I said earlier on, like they're so hard to break down, so hard to break down. Um, and I, I think I think the ands will 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 win the game. But it again, even looking at the average and the scores there between the two, like over the over the weeks, like. Uh, one of the the ends are scoring twenty, and and all get are scoring up around nineteen. Like so, they're probably going to be fake in it again. Like, you know. But then again, it's like it's like it's like the Martins. You know, you have Liam Mogg there can make things happen. You know, turn it on an extra time, especially. But to have a to have a supporting act as well, like you know, they're they're a good team. They're a dangerous team. I'd say it'll be tight, but I, I think the ends will win it. I suppose they drew in the in the group stage of the championship. So they have experience playing each other and it was very feisty battles between uh, kind of between the two Rex and Lee Moog and Dio Keefe and didn't uh, Damien, Damien got a second yellow for yeah. people thought it could have been going to Dio but it went to Damien 
That was a scandalous decision, though. Yeah. Look, it, was, hard. it was a great catch. He was just going out with it. It definitely wasn't a second yellow, and you know, but there will there there there'll be a, there'll be plenty of bite in that. Now, Gary, you're the intermediate hurling expert here. After not not your best performance at the weekend against Claban. Claban uh, take on Feathered. Simone take on St James's. Who who are you picking there? Well, yeah, uh, not not the not the best game for us against the uh, Claban. I couldn't. Be more impressed with their their the way they defend. Like it, you, we saw it, we saw it in the group stage. They they concede so little in games: fourteen points, eleven points, fifteen points. Haven't conceded a goal yet. We we believe we could break them down, but we we didn't. We only got eleven points. Um, so they're, they're just they're so hard to break down. They've already beaten Federer in the group stage. Federer have are improving. Um, Mikey Dwyer was heavily strapped up. At the weekend, but he was still he was excellent. But I think Clubon are probably favourites for a reason, and I, I'd be going with them on on the other side. Then um, we be, we played both Tamun and Saint James's. I found Saint James's the toughest team that we played against. Their their tackling is phenomenal. Shane Murphy in full forward has been on fire. I think he scored three goals against Bunclody. He, I think he got one against us, but he, he was a handful all game long. I think that that'll they'll probably know each other fairly well. But I, I'd be I'd be edging with the Jameses. Have you any retort, Gary, for Hodge Walsh's commentary on the game? He said Gary Dorn is looking after Colin Flood there. He's no spring chicken. I, I didn't do too much looking after Connor Flood, and I don't. I don't think I am a spring chicken. <laughs> I, I think he's accurate enough with that one. It's not getting Connell, any easier. It's not getting any easier now. <laughs> Connell Flood took a shot, and the ball I think went over the bar. And I think the umpire waved it wide or something. The referee gave it, and uh, Skinner says on the commentary says, "If that's not a score, I'm Jack the Ripper." <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the commentary line of the week yeah we'll go on to uh, the match that is a probably relieved not to be in the relegation final on Friday evening between Glenbarn Town and Ratnure how do you see that going Richie? Gee, um, I, I've seen um, Barntown playing and we played them ourselves obviously in the first round Um and I've seen a little bit of, of Ratnior, and I'd have to say I'd be fancying Ratnior. You know, um, I know Barntown are after losing a lot of lads with retirement and fellas gone away and stuff like that, but they don't seem to be up to all that, to be honest. I I I actually can't see him in this game. Now I've played in five or six relegation finals myself, and they take they take a journey away themselves. They're, they're an awful game to play in, they're 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 the worst game to play in. And um I, I can't see Barnton winning, I'll be honest with you. I fancy I fancy Ratnor. I think Ratnor definitely definitely get over the line in this one. They they were probably a little bit lucky to get over the line last year, but they've been putting in a good 40 minutes in most of their games. You know, the Redmonds, they have they have the hurlers, they have the hurlers to get over the line. I and I I think they will get over the line and I just I just can't see I just can't see Barnton win this. I, I I just they're down so many fellas. There's so many young lads playing on the team. It's their first year playing senior. 
I think there's I think there was ten, is there ten of them under twenty one, and I think I just think that I just think Ratnor have have the better hurlers, and I think they got over the line. I'm just I'm just not impressed with Barrington at all, to be honest with you. And it, the the bits and pieces I've seen of Ratnor is better than what I've seen out of out of Barrington, to be honest. Now relegation finals are a different story, obviously, um, but. I just, I just can't see Ratney or losing it, to be honest. And yourself, Colin, like you, you essentially played Ratney with Eulert uh, in, in a relegation semi-final in the last match of the group. But what, what were your thoughts and what do you think will happen on Friday? We spent the whole week of that week, Gary, Colin, around five championship games. So you don't put in this relegation semi-final. We were trying to keep the pressure off and it was never mentioned. Uh, I, I, there's only one thing it was in my head because you will be looking forward just in case the worst happened and we're on there you're on saying about um, you'd like a week off maybe in between this, this is the one time I don't think you'd like two weeks I think ball clubs would have been happy enough to play that at the weekend gone by because I can only imagine going for for two weeks of relegation can't be easy so um, yeah I, again I, I seen them Barrington I went into Belfield one night they were playing Gory and actually done well enough for a long time it was the night Rowan White came back he wasn't on the field 20 seconds and he, and he got a goal and there was a bit of a fire in him but then Gory pulled away he'd be going on Ratnure again purely and I, just, I give the reference around the reps we again I thought we hurled fierce well last week against Ratnure and it was only again that last five or six minutes that we that we pulled away from and I, and I said genuinely I thought we did play well so they, they must be up to something I do think there was some good forwards they were going at it that night I have to say um, they were going at it obviously there was a lot on the line but yeah, I, I think Ratney were to that. You know, it's it's not, you'd be like Richie there with, or Gary, any of really, it's not that you have any love for any other club, but it's, it's a pity for Exeter and see two clubs like this in, in, in look, was it was two years ago, it was just gone so competitive, you know, one of them now is going down to join Butler Valley and you know, Butler Valley is going down there, you could have, you know, maybe Clavon if you're going down there, it's just, it's going to get so much harder to win the intermediate over the years. Whatever way Exeter Hurling has gone over the, the last number of years, probably maybe since the, it went from 16 teams to 12 but you know you used to have a lot of yo-yo clubs in Mexico there one time you know to, to win intermediate and maybe last for a year or two and to go back down but that seems to be gone anyone that's coming up nowadays is making their making their marketing senior and that's why you're getting the traditional strong clubs that that, that are heading down that direction so so it is this point to see too like Glenbarn will be flying last year at under age looking at them they're more minor final and stuff like that so the most of something coming but BP for them to have to go down to intermediate to rebuild them. Ratnew were likewise, they put like I think Ratnew were back this year since before Christmas. So they've put in a huge effort and they are where they are now. But no, I think I think I think Ratnew were after playing against Ratnew, I'd be going, I think I'd be tipping Ratnew on that one. Yeah, Barrington actually won back to back, didn't they? The book or they won the double in the minor there. Was it last year? The football and hurling leagues, but I have yeah. have the lads coming through and sure. This is earlier on, I think there's 10 or 11 of them still under, playing under 21 there, and they're in the semi-final of the 21. So it's the same as same as um, Ratnior, obviously. But yeah, yeah, just, just what I've seen in the two teams, I, I'd be more impressed with, with Ratnior now, to be honest. We, yeah. we don't need that in intermediate, all those young nuts. <laughs> 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 I, don't, I, don't, I don't think we need Ratnior in intermediate either, now, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting tough, though. It was like for years, you always had, you know, the likes of Claudia have won a lot of intermediates. You know, for kind of that reason, they were up and down. But you know, yeah, maybe one of your way to me is because we've been up and down. So, but that just seems to be gone. The fairness to anything to win it to me, you know, they are making a stab at it. Like, sure, 
Officer Ballamore, now we're up there three or four years. You know, they had a long time. They were gone a long time. I was senior, so they went down to maybe junior at one stage. They didn't build back up, but yeah. you know, they're four, they're four years in senior now, so it's getting a bit harder to stay there. We'll go on to uh, our, our hurler of the week. Do any of you have a have anyone that you'd like to throw forward for the hurler of the week this week? I'd say the man I mentioned earlier on, I just think Jim or Charlie McGuckin is just flying. I just think he's going everywhere. He's up and down the field. He's influenced games. He's getting scores. I just think... He was a man man that would impress me over the over the weekend. Your thoughts, Richie? Yeah, I, I think I think Charlie McGuckin has been outstanding. He's probably been the player of the championship. Um just on, on this week alone, going by Sir D. O'Keefe was was outstanding in the second half and and uh, in extra time Lee McGovern was a handful. I, actually Mikey Fogarty was was impressive too, I have to say. He's hard working, he scored one man. Um but head and shoulders above everybody else this, this weekend was, was Charlie McGuckin, without doubt. Congratulations to Charlie McGuckin on being the Wexford Hurling Podcast Hurler of the Week. Thanks very much, lads, for, for joining us, giving, someone, no giving us so much of your time. It's a pleasure. No Thanks very much for that. Yeah. Matthew Holland trying to buy himself a bit of space. A point for Matthew Holland. Passion the two lads have for it is great to hear, Gary, isn't it? Ah, it is, yeah, yeah. They're, they're two men that they love their hurling and I, they're not happy about not having any more hurling for themselves. And in a week or two, they're not going to have any to watch in the county. Unfortunately, Shane Tompkins couldn't make it as he's having dinner tonight with, um, do you know Jim Corr? Uh, Jim Corr from the chorus. Yes, from yeah, yeah, yeah. He's having dinner with him tonight, so. Oh, that's interesting. He enjoys. They have, they have very similar interests, I'm told. Oh, okay. Anyway, I hope that goes well. Thanks to everyone for listening, and thanks to our sponsor, the Enniscorthy Credit Union. Take care. Wexford. Most importantly, I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford.